with some bright morning when this life is so fly away to a home on God's celestial shore I'll fly away sing it with me By and by, I'll fly away when the shadows of this life is gone. Fly away like a bird from these prison walls of flight. Captain, I should not be moved. 
Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, no doubt, shall not be moved. I'm on my way to heaven, on my way to heaven, I shall not be moved. On my way to heaven, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the water, oh, I shall not be moved. I believe the Bible. I believe the Bible. I shall not be moved. I believe the Bible. I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the water, Lord, I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. I shall not be. Oh, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the water, Lord, I, oh, I shall not be moved. Well, praise Jesus. And welcome back to spiritual awareness with pastor davenport if you're new to our broadcast we are in arizona 501c3 a non-profit prayer ministry a spirit-filled bible-believing beacon of light we're a non-denominational ministry that serves the lord jesus christ both from gospel of faith church in ash fork arizona as well that's from the worldwide broadcast studio right here in fort mojave arizona we're now broadcasting over 31 different countries and provinces around the world so wherever you're listening to this this broadcast um I welcome you in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ. Um, I didn't care for the for the Tweedly Dee music that the that they offer here, and I wanted to try to do some music um, that we do at church. So uh, email me and let me know how you how you care about the you know if you if you don't want me singing and doing it. It's been a long time since I sang, and I'm just now learning to play the piano. So. Uh, if you don't enjoy it, please let me know, and we'll go back to the other kind of music. But uh, I thought that this would be good. Um, so with that, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you tonight, humbled before thy mighty throne. Praying, Lord God, that as we as we proceed through this new year, that so many, so many that need to hear the gospel will tune in and, and hear the gospel. Those many that are around, scattered around, the world there's a church for them somewhere that they will feel comfortable in i pray holy spirit that you would guide and direct them and lead them to that church that home family that body of christ where they will feel comfortable and want to learn about the gospel of the lord jesus christ i pray healing upon those around us those that are in need of it i ask lord god that you would just heal them just let them touch a thread of his garment and they will be healed. For we know 
that our Savior is the healer. We ask that you would be with each person that's looking for work. Find work for them, Lord God. Help their finances. Get them you know, out of debt and back in, in, in where they're doing well. We ask that you would be with those families that are broken apart for divorce or separation. And Lord, that you would touch the parents, that they would they would say the right things to their children and that their children would understand. We ask that you would bless all the children of this world. Be with us, Lord God, for this hour. We ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Okay, we are going to be in Hebrews. The book of Hebrews, chapter 1, uh, 1 through 3. This is just a two-part that I did um, and kind of put it together pretty quickly. So, um, But it, w- the, the reason I love Hebrews is because Hebrews is the key to absolute victory with the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 3, Hebrews chapter 1, 1 and through 3, God, who is a sundry times and in divers' manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, that's you and I, our sins sat down on the right hand of the majestic, of the majesty on high. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, which hope we have as an anchor of soul, both sure and steadfast. Which hope we have as an anchor, Jesus Christ, of the soul both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Remember, in the tabernacle, no one could enter the veil. If they weren't holy enough, they would die. Whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made in high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Jesus came... And he purged our sins by himself through the work at Calvary when he died on that cross, when his blood was shed for you and I. And believe me, when you when you visualize the cross and you visualize his arms outstretched and the nail in his in his wrist and you see those droplets of blood. I want you to know that one of those droplets is yours. One of those droplets is yours. (coughs) Excuse me. And most everyone who ever serves God goes no further than that in their understanding. We are very much aware of the work of Jesus did upon this earth. His blood is found throughout our preaching as as having been shed and spilled in both his scourging of his back and actual death on the cross from the crown. And we know how important it is for us to understand how his death represented by his shed of blood saved our souls when absolutely nothing else would save our souls only by the blood of jesus his blood is involved in something other than being shed after his death and it is the state of jesus christ that he is presently in right now that thousands of christians have never come to really understand 
and know as they know about his death and the shedding of his blood. As a result, Christians are living with a, se a severely restricted awareness of everything to point of only knowing his death to save them and put them on the highway to heaven, to finally live in the glory after his life. There's so much more to it. That's all they know about. He died, saved my soul, forgave me of my sins. I'm good. That's it. And they go about their daily lives. That's all they know about. Preaching that gets into anything more than that is turned out or, or regarded as something not to be concerned with as though it's too deep for people to understand. But all of this is a symptom of our limited desire to have Jesus live within us, to, to, to live and to, to breathe Jesus. I had a friend, uh, Chris, and Chris's favorite word was, it's Jesus plus nothing. It's Jesus plus nothing. When you, one preacher said that when you preach about Christ in glory now and seated in heaven at the right hand throne of God, most of the saints uh, relegate that to something that they are not interested in learning about. They only want to hear the stories. Sugar and spice and everything's nice sermons. Well, I like garlic and wild onion sermons. Sometimes they think it's too deep and they close themselves off to it. They stick to repeating over and over again where they were when God saved them. How change occurred from being a sinner to now being a Christian. And they're on their way to heaven. It goes nowhere beyond that. And the preacher said that such people are selfish. So few hunger and few crave to enter into the rest in Hebrews 4 speaks of. They do not strive to go on unto perfection. Hardly no one runs the race with patience. And they're up and down all the time. All the time. They never learn of their attachment to Jesus Christ. Now and how they're, how they're living in an invisible kingdom that has more power. More supernatural power and glory than any that they could ever imagine. Is it because they're selfish? People are generally in a hurry about everything in today's world. In 2023, everybody's going their own pace and, and, and it's a fast pace. And they don't have time to sit and chat on the front porch anymore about the Lord. Learning takes patience and time. We but sometimes requires assembling and we do not even have the patience to sit down and read the instructions and follow carefully how to build it. Most people grab something, start putting it together. And when it doesn't go to bed, they find that finally they say, oh, if all else fails, read the instructions. Or they'll go in and it'll say assembly required so they won't buy it. We just lash out at it, trying to build it with, with the knowledge we already have and ignore the knowledge it is provided for us, which is necessary to build it properly. That's what the Bible is. The Bible is a book of instructions. It's, a, it, it's life's manual, how to live. Sometimes I think we're selfish. 
We do not really care to ex experience the intimate and personal relationship with Jesus Christ. God wants to fellowship with you and I. And we simply do not seek to do that like he does. Now what Jesus did after he died to purge our sins was to sit on the throne of God's right hand in heaven. And where that throne is, is in true most holy place. That's the tabernacle, the temple's inner rooms only represented. And he did something else with his blood aside from shedding it for you and I. The shed blood takes care of your sins. It wipes them clean. And it covers to where God can never look down and say, oh, I know your sin. Because God can't see through the blood of Christ. It protects you. But there up in the glory, he sprinkled his blood on the, on the mercy seat. And from heaven, he does something else with that blood. He sprinkles your heart and your conscience and your very soul with his blood. And people know hardly anything about what that means to be sprinkled with the blood of Jesus. They do not understand what that's all about. Now we need to learn about where he, he now lives. Say it again. We need to learn about where he now lives and why he's there now. He did not just die on the cross and resurrect to ascend into glory and wait for thousands and thousands of years to come back for us. He's functioning up there right now. Christ is functioning on your behalf. And what that functioning is accomplishing is the very thing people are missing and the very thing they need to understand so they never fail and they never backslide away from God. It's a trick of the devil to think you cannot understand these things. The devil tries to convince you that it's too much for you. Don't worry about it. You're saved. That's a fine. These truths that will make you never backslide are the very things the devil has made so many people believe that they can never understand. If I were the devil, I would do the same thing. If there was truths that will make Christians so strong that I could not successfully defeat them, then it would be those truths that I would make them convinced they can never understand. So they turn their minds, they turn their souls, they turn their hearts off before they are, are even begun to be explained. There's so much more to Jesus. Are you listening? There's so much more to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is up in heaven right now. And he's performing a function that is actually, actually far, far beyond what he did on the cross. He shed his blood to purge your sins on the cross. But he is in glory to sprinkle your heart right now with the blood of Jesus. And to send down a the power, the supernatural power of an almighty God into our hearts that will keep us and protect us in this Christian life, in this Christian walk, from ever, ever being defeated by the devil. The book of Hebrews is a book written to the church people that were in precisely the same spiritual state as most Christians in, in church today. They only knew about the cross. And what Jesus did on the earth to make them free from sin and their way of to life after death in heaven with him. And look at what they were experiencing. 
Look at what the writer had to talk to them about, giving an indication of their struggling. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, I'll try to go slow. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, but the Spirit gets on me and I go fast. Therefore, we ought to give and more earnest heed to these which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Hebrews 2, 3, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Hebrews 3 and 12. It says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hebrews 3 and 14. I'm in the King James Version. For we are made partakers of Christ. Hebrews 3, 14. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our con, uh, confidence steadfast unto the end. Hebrews 10.25 Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Hebrews 10 and 39 But we are not of them. Listen to it. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the souls. Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God. He came and was and immaculately through the Holy Spirit was born, ministered, and he died on the cross to bring God and men together again. He ascended to the throne. And this fourth part is the most awesome of all. And he is there. Now listen to me. He is there now. Say now. Now functioning to provide us with the power, this supernatural power of God to put the power of his kingdom into our hearts. So we would abound. We would abound in victory. So much more to know Jesus. So much more knowledge to gain in our hearts and in our soul. God has a kingdom in heaven. Say it with me. God has a kingdom in heaven. The purpose of the Holy Ghost is to bring the supernatural power of that kingdom right down and into your soul, right into your heart. Now imagine a kingdom of heaven being brought down into our own hearts here on this earth. Satan could not stand there. He was cast out of this kingdom. And when this kingdom is all its glory is able to pour forth into your heart, Satan will not be able to stand being near you as well. See the talk about casting devils out. We can talk about that. The same kingdom of supernatural power of God Almighty that threw Satan down to earth like lightning will throw him around everywhere in this earth in which you work for God. It is your power, your supernatural power of, of understanding and knowledge that is able to cast that demon out of your family member or your, your, your friend. If it is pouring down into you as it can, then you can pour it out on someone else. Just by understanding the book of Hebrews message, you can experience this supernatural power.
but it's going to have to be something beyond the norm of thinking. We need to learn in our heads some truth. You need to actually hear God speak into your very heart. You need to hear it now. When you've gone as far as you can go, when you're laying drunk in, in the gutter or on drugs, addicted, and you're, you're lying in your the filth of, of, of the gutter, and God's light shines upon you and washes you clean as a newborn lamb. Did you know the Bible is God's word? Now, people will say, well, it was written by man. It was, it was under God's thumb. The Bible may have been written by man, but it was inspired by God. Are you listening? Now, they can argue that all they want to, these atheists. They can argue that all they want to. But the knowledge that God placed into the book is the very knowledge of salvation. It is a word written on paper and read with the eyes. And when you read that Bible, I've said this before, you open that Bible and there's black and white. There's, there's words on those pages. But when you are filled with the Spirit of God, those, those words raise up off that page and they stand up straight. And they go from the page to your heart, to your soul. But it's going to have to be something beyond the norm. Beyond the norm of thinking, we need to learn in our heads some truths. Once you hear God speak to your heart. This is the word written on paper and read with eyes, I said. And did you know it actually a means for you to be able to hear God's word directly? I tell people when you read the Bible, read it out loud. Let that echo into your mind, into your soul. No, you will you, you'll not hear any new doctrines when you hear God directly. The written word established that already. But the written word is full of instructions, especially in Hebrews, for you be able to directly hear God speaking into your heart. And it's not a set of memorized truth God wants to put into you so that you have the, this victory we're talking about. It is a personal relationship with God. Having a personal relationship, reading and living God's word and having that personal relationship with God. It's better in into the place in which you are an inmate because of your sin. It's time that we have that fellowship with God. In Hebrews chapter 1 through 1 through 3 God, who at the sundry times and divers manners, spake the time past unto the fathers by prophets, hath in the last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightest of his glory, and express image in the person, and upholding all things by the word and the power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down, sat down at the right hand of the uh, majesty of on high, the right hand of God. I want you to notice the son is appointing heir, or the son is appointed heir of all things. In other words, everything is going to wind up for him at the end. Last page, the end. But he's also related to the beginning. 
By the Son, God made everything in the beginning. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, King James Version. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. So Jesus Christ was in the beginning, and He's in the end. But Hebrews 1 and 3 says, being, being, speaking of right now, in between the beginning and the end. He's the brightness. He is the brightness of God's own glory. He's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He's the, the <laughs> he is the lion, <coughs> excuse me, of the tribe of Judah. He is that bright and shiny star. <coughs> Excuse me. We can only know about the sun. <coughs> ah, forgive me. Um, that is in the center of our solar system. By the light, it shines forth to us. The light is likened to Jesus. He shines forth all that you can ever know about God. He is the word of God. The manifestation and the expression of God. You will never know God any other way than through Jesus Christ. For no man comes to the Father, save through the Son. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. He started it all, and he ends it all. And he is upholding everything between the beginning and the end right now. In order for you to get this awareness, this, this supernatural awareness and truth of the power that will make you never fall, never struggle, just as Jesus is in the beginning, the end, and upholding everything in between. Christ must be your beginning, your end, and everything in between. Then and only then will you stop thinking you cannot know the deep things of God. God opens the door to knowledge in his word. Only then will you get the key that you were robbing of yourself. When you, when you felt you, you could never get that deep with God. You will grow so in love with God that you will lose your selfishness and share the same desire God has to have a personal, intimate relationship with him and fellowship with him as Adam did in the Garden of Eden. Jesus is presently in heaven to dispense to you your blessings beyond the weak believers ever know. Is there... He's, he's there to pour down the power of the kingdom of heaven unto your heart, into your soul. Your heart is where your love and your desires starts to believe. And imagine that that heart empowered with all the blessings of the kingdom of heaven. Imagine all the love that, that God created in heaven is waiting for you just to believe. Seek to know this Jesus, where he lives now, and what he is doing there for you and I. When you fill your heart with Christ, like this, God speaks to you. God will speak to you, to your heart and to your soul. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, God, who is sun-dried times in divers' manners, spake, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in the last days spoken unto us by his Son. 
It's not just information you keep in your mind. That's the way it was in the Old Testament. Sundry times when, when he spoke by the prophets. He doesn't speak by the prophets now. He speaks now by his son, Jesus Christ. And the only way you hear him is to love that son with all your heart and all your soul and crave to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior.